What up, what up, what up? Thank you very much for tuning into this episode of the Chris Asbrock Show. My name is, of course, Chris Asbrock of Cincinnati Soccer Talk and Impact Sports Cincinnati. Thank you again. Like I said, uh, it's been a while since I have actually, uh, you know, really had any time to record a, a podcast. I've been wanting to uh, just kind of get a couple things over, you know, to cover the Reds and, you know, and obviously the start of Bengals training camp. But uh, what happened last night at Great American Ballpark uh, certainly was the most unique thing I've ever seen in my entire life when it comes to, you know, sports and, you know, and covering, and covering sports. It's just, and I, I kind of felt it was a, it was a perfect time to, uh, to get a podcast out there. Wow. Is all I can say. It's just, wow. Uh, it was quite the interesting evening and, you know, with the MLB trade deadline, you know, today, uh, today actually now being Wednesday. So if you're listening to this, obviously depending on when it could be a day off, it could, uh, or it could be the day of, but uh, the MLB trade deadline is, of course, today, Wednesday, the 31st, and it's been, you know, wildly rumored, uh, you know, for the last part, you know, the last couple weeks, you've heard uh, a couple rumblings that the Reds, you know, would be looking to, you know, obviously deal some assets. Uh, you've heard names like, obviously, Yasiel Puig, Scooter Jeanette. I've heard Rysel Iglesias, uh, you know, his name come up. And, you know, you don't know with the Reds being, you know, just a handful of games out of, you know, out of the wild card and out of, you know, out of the division, you know, the Reds were in a tough spot. You know, are they buyers? Are they sellers? Do they stand put? Obviously, when they made the trade earlier this year to bring in Kyle Farmer, Yasiel Puig, and Alex Wood. That was quite the, that was quite the deal. That you know showed the fans that you know the Reds, you know Reds, you know kind of meant business. You know they dealt Homer Bailey for those guys, and you know now you see you know the rumored trade, which I, I haven't seen anything official yet from the Cincinnati Reds. But let's be honest, if Yasiel Puig's putting stuff out there. Uh, and all the major, you know, baseball gurus, you know, when it, you know, they're, they're, you know, confirming stuff and local media is confirming, let's be honest, it's happening. And, you know, it all started last night, you know, just, just the craziness overall. Actually, you know, what I'm getting ready to talk about really didn't start last night. It obviously started back in April, but uh, with the Pittsburgh Pirates being in town, you know, this was quite the unique situation just because uh, the Reds and Pirates, they do not like each other. It is a fact that they really despise each other. And that is obviously the way, you know, the way things have gone down, uh, all stemming from Derek Dietrich, you know, staring at a couple home runs, you know, whoop de doo in my eyes. I've got no issue with it. And I would say the same thing, even if it was a Pirates player who had done what Dietrich did. I look at it a lot different, obviously, than than most fans do. Now, if it was a let's you know, let's be honest here, if it was a Pittsburgh player doing that, Reds fans, most Reds fans would be completely up in arms about it. That's just how it is. That's just you know, it's that's part of it. Um, and Chris Archer, you know, took it upon himself to to throw at. Derek Dietrich benches have cleared 
you know, that's just, that was, you know, with Yasiel Puig looking to take on the entire Bisky Pirates organization. And that, you know, that was an iconic photo. And, you know, in Red's Lure, seeing Yasiel Puig at home play just, I mean, swinging for the fences on every Pirates player that was around him. And, uh, you know, so that kind of, the blood's always been boiling on that. And it obviously, it, 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 it got out of hand again last night. And this is where I'm going to, I'm going to side with David Bell and in his terms of being upset at the, at Major League Baseball for not doing anything about it. Now, the Cincinnati Reds are not the only team that has complained about the Pittsburgh Pirates and their philosophy of throwing at guys. It's been, the Pirates have done it. You know, they've been horrible all season about it. It's it's to the point now to where it's ridiculous. And Major League Baseball has to step up and do something about it. Because things like what we saw last night are going to continue to happen regardless of the team. Um, it's, you know, it's just it's something that just cannot happen. And Major League Baseball has to step in and address, address what's going on with the Pittsburgh Pirates and Clint Hurdle and their philosophy of throwing at at batters. It, it's again, it's it's absolutely ridiculous. So, you know, last night obviously <laughs> it was quite the it, it was quite the it was quite the night, let's put it that way. Uh, so in the seventh inning, uh, the Pirates, uh, pitcher Kayla, he throws over Derek Dietrich on the first pitch. A 98 mile an hour fastball upstairs over Dietrich's head. Now that to me in my eyes completely inexcusable. And you know, if you have a problem with a guy which is to me this has been, you know, to me it was put to rest a while back. It, there's no reason for it to happen again. Kayla decided to take it in his, you know, the matters in his own hands again. And throw a 98 mile an hour fastball over Derek Dietrich's head. That is absolutely ridiculous. That is dangerous. And there's no place, if you want to hit a guy, you do not throw a fastball at his head. Plain and simple. There's no place for it. And there's no place for players in the game to do that sort of thing. And, you know, Dietrich took it like a champ. He, you know, he kind of stepped back a little bit. And, and you know, he. You know, he, he took it, stepped back in the box, and and he promptly, he, he did, he struck out, um, you know, in his at-bat. And the umpires should have done their job in terms of knowing the situation. They should have handled the situation better and warned both teams immediately right after that. They were, you know, they let it go and didn't say a single thing about it until the following inning when Joey Votto uh, confronted Kayla and the rest of the Pittsburgh Pirates as he was chirping, uh, basically chirping back, because uh, as Kayla was walking off the field after the end of the seventh, he was, he had muttered something, uh, you know, basically to Dietrich and the Reds, and, you know, it's obviously gone on from there. And, you know, Votto obviously didn't like it, the leadership of Otto, he stepped up and was tripping back. That was something I, you know, 
I love to see that. Absolutely love to see that. That's that's what we need. That's just a great thing to see. Um, obviously, you know, as Vado's out there, you know, chirping back, you know, David Bell comes out there and he's talking to the umpires. Both benches are warned. Obviously, that upsets David Bell because, you know, they don't get a chance to retaliate. And, you know, it, but it is what it is in that situation there. Um, and then... David Bell ends up getting ejected in the eighth inning where he actually, I believe this might have happened now. I think about it in, the, in the sixth, where uh, on a pitch, Yasiel Puig, it was a horrible, horrible strike call. It was upstairs. Uh, Puig didn't like it, stepped out, and he, he, threw his, he threw his helmet down. Obviously, not a good look there. But he's standing there uh, with his helmet on the ground. He picks it up, and he's taking a couple seconds to regroup. And David Bell comes sprinting out of the dugout and confronts umpire at home plate, and he promptly gets ejected as well. So once that is all said and done, you know, they they go back and, you know, kind of go from there. Uh, Jared Hughes on the first pitch. Plunks Sterling Marte, and he is promptly ejected along with Freddie Benavides, who had just taken over as basically manager. He was, you know, the bench coach. He was then the acting manager, so he's promptly ejected along with uh, Jared Hughes. And Jared Hughes formerly played uh, played for the Pirates. You know, it's it's unknown whether it was intentional. I mean, it looked like he, you know, it looked like he possibly could have slipped, but. Let's be honest, you know, Jared Hughes is a veteran. He knows what he's doing. He says it slipped. I, you know, I, I would have to, I would have to disagree. I think it was on purpose to, you know, basically retaliate and stick up for his guys, which if that's the case, good on him. I love seeing that. Um, and, you know, it's, it obviously got, it got really crazy from there as uh, Amir Garrett's on the mound and, he he takes over for Jared Hughes in the top of the ninth, and that's obviously this is where it really gets really gets crazy. And uh, Amir Garrett, he's obviously a he's an emotional guy, and he's on the mound. Uh, he did give up a home run earlier, but as he's on the mound, I I, I cannot remember who the Pittsburgh Pirates player was off the top of my head there. Uh, but he starts chirping um, Amir Garrett. They're yelling from the dugout. It's getting obviously getting quite heated. And Garrett, after a mound visit, uh, you can see Garrett is visibly upset on the mound. And he takes it upon himself to storm the Pirates dugout and go after uh, whoever. And he starts swinging. He was ready to fight everyone. Uh, bench is obviously cleared, and umpires really were not going to get in the middle of that immediately. David Bell, who was just previously ejected, comes sprinting out of the clubhouse, the dugout, and he goes after Clint Hurdle. And again, it was an all-out brawl, and it, it was quite the it was quite the scene. Uh, it was, I mean, it it was something like I said, something I have never seen before. And the crazy part of all of it is. During this, during this brawl, there's talk out there now that, 
you know, Yasiel Puig had been dealt to the Cleveland Indians as part of a three-team deal. And, you know, Puig's still on the field, which normally if a player is... If a player's dealt in the middle of a game, he is, you know, taken out of the game. Well, that did not happen. Puig stayed in, and he is involved in this massive brawl with the Pittsburgh Pirates. And, it, like I said, it's, you know, it is... I mean, it's going down. I mean, Haymaker's thrown uh, by Amir Garrett. You know, Puig's going after everyone. And, and like I said, all this, you know, is all while the the Reds are obviously in the middle of dealing, you know, dealing for Trevor Bauer, uh, starting pitcher Trevor Bauer from the Cleveland Indians as part, as part of a three-team deal that ends up landing, you know, the, bank, or the Reds end up getting... Uh, Trevor Bauer, and they do give up uh, Taylor Trammell, who does, who's the Reds' top prospect. He does go to the San Diego Padres, and Yasiel Puig, in turn, goes to the Cleveland Indians. So the Cleveland Indians got a little bit of a haul. Uh, Taylor Trammell ends up going to the San Diego Padres, and the Reds end up getting Taylor or, uh, and Trevor Bauer, who uh, Trevor Bauer had sparked some interest, former All-Star. Uh, you know, the Reds are going to be getting a good one. Um, well, let's go back. Uh, the Reds did end up falling 11-4. Uh, uh, the rubber match is today. So this Wednesday, obviously. So that is obviously something to uh, to take a look at. It is, you know, it was, like I said, quite the interesting evening at Great American Ballpark. It was something that, like I said, I have never seen in my life and all the years that I have covered sports it was something that um, it was something it was interesting it was very very interesting and um, like I said in terms of you know what you know what had what had gone on and what had happened you know it's it, it was it was interesting that's all I can really say it's hard to to really come up with thoughts, and I really had to sit back and and think it over. I didn't. I was going to record last night just off of pure emotion, but obviously I did not want to do that. I wanted to take, you know, let you know, sleep on it a little bit to see, you know, give my thoughts. Then after that, uh, you know, there's obviously a lot of chatter out there on, you know, on well on Twitter, obviously, but. Um, you know, Yasiel Puig comes out with a statement late last night, early in the morning, saying it has been an honor and a pleasure to play for this historic team. Uh, since the day I was traded from LA, I felt the love from this city, and I have and I've enjoyed every moment since then. I would like to thank the Reds Community Fund for partnering with the Wild Horse Children's Fund or Foundation. I'm sorry, to make a lasting impact in the lives of local children during my time during my time here. That is what I'm most proud of. Thank you to the entire Reds organization, my teammates, and the fans for all your support. I will cherish the friendships and memories I've made here. To the city of Cleveland, I look forward to joining the Indians and contributing to a championship season. Obviously, you know, I've I have said it numerous times, you know, and I've I have I've at least made my thoughts known on Twitter. I have not obviously put anything out uh, via podcast, but Yasiel Puig was one that I said you to me he was untouchable 
for what he has meant to this team. I felt that he was, for what he provides this team and this organization, you do not get rid of. You know, it's this is a t- this is a tough one. Uh, this one sting for me personally. This one stings a little bit. Um, you know, I was a huge fan of Yasiel Puig right from the get go. When we traded for him, I was I was giddy. I was ecstatic. I, you know, and I, you can recall, you know, go a couple podcasts back and you know hear my thoughts on that. And I, I was I was certainly ecstatic about. Puig, you know, coming here, and you know, I and looking at what the Reds received, Reds got Trevor Bauer, obviously a solid starting pitcher, who you know is an all-star, we have him under control, he is I believe arbitration eligible uh, 2021 I believe, so he's either arbitration eligible next year or in 20, we have control basically through 2020, so through next season, he is under team control. Uh, you know, with that being the case, you know, we got a guy, Yasiel Puig, is a free agent at the end of this year. And it was not known. Apparently, the Reds had started, from what I had heard, they had started, you know, talks with Puig and his representation on a contract extension. But that, again, that's just hearsay. Not quite sure how true that is. You know, if you look at the Reds, the Reds are getting a guy who... The Reds have a lot of outfield depth. Now, that is obviously something to, you know, to take a look at in terms of, you know, what, you know, Yasiel Puig, who, again, is just a, you know, to me, a... Again, he was untouchable in my eyes just for, just the, for the simple value of what he brings uh, the lightheartedness, the the absolute intensity he brings. Obviously, he's the dude stick up. He sticks up for his teammates, and boy does he! Uh, as you saw, you know what he has done with this team. You know he certainly he loves his teammates, and you know he he wasn't going to uh, he wasn't going to let that go. He was he was going to stick there. And stick up for his guys, and that's that's what he did. And you know, I I I love it. I absolutely love it. Unfortunately, like I said, he is, uh, you know, he's 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 gone, and that's uh, I, I hate that because uh, I'm a huge I'm a huge huge fan of that. Uh, but you know, one thing that you know, baseball is a business. And that I understand. The Reds are obviously getting a a, a great a great pitcher, uh, which you know now you look at a a lineup uh, that is going to consider a, a starting rotation, uh, you know at least for the rest of this year. That's going to consist of uh, Luis Castillo. Uh, you've got Alex Wood. You have Sonny Gray. You have Trevor Bauer, uh, Anthony DiScalfani, Tanner Roark. Obviously, I believe that Tanner Roark will be dealt today. Uh, Joe Girardi of MLB Network thinks that the Reds are going to deal Trevor Bauer for major, a bunch of major league ready prospects, which that I could, I would be okay with, just depending on you know how it played out. Uh, but you know we'll see. But you know the Reds right now, Reds rotation is is you know that's it's kind of set. 
Uh, for next year, you know, for 2020, you've got a rotation that's going to consist of Luis Castillo, Sonny Gray, and Trevor Bauer. That's a pretty solid one, two, three right there. And, you know, you're really putting yourself in a position to, you know, to make some noise, you know, in the division if you can uh, continue to, you know, get some guys into the fold who, who can perform. That's what we've seen, you know, guys like Josh Van Meter. You know, he's come up and, and, and taken, you know, he's taken control of his opportunity and has played, you know, out of his mind. You obviously got Nixon Zell, uh, Jesse Winker. You know, these guys, you know, they're all here and they're ready to play. So that's where, you know, in terms of that, you know, it's not, it's it's kind of a tough one, you know, looking at, at how, you know, how everything is, is kind of played out. But, you know, I kind of want to say right now to start off that the Reds, they gave up too much. I really, I want to say that. But in looking at it, you know, Puig's a free agent at the end of the year. If we're not going to be able to bring him back, then obviously they did a good job in, in, in dealing him. I still feel that he could have, I still feel he wanted to stay here. He loved it in Cincinnati. So I'm kind of hesitant on on that part of it. Um you know, I, I think the win, like the winning, we don't know exactly what's going to happen this year. Now, next year, looking at it, the winning part of it is going to be something certainly to take a look at in terms of where the Reds are. I think they've got a really big opportunity next season to to make some noise and, and really, really contend. Um, you know, like I said, I kind of want to say that they – that they gave up too much, but then again, you know, when looking on Twitter, there was a couple guys. Uh, I, I believe I saw Joshua Campbell. I think is the guy's name. Uh, he he in a Twitter conversation that I had just kind of stumbled upon, uh, and he makes a fantastic point here. They gave up a free agent at the end of the year and an outfielder that is blocked by seven guys, and has regressed in a pitching prospect. Uh, they didn't give up too much at all, and you know and that's true, and, and that's you know. I can't. I can't argue that. You know they. Um, you know if you look at it, you got Winker left, Sinzel and you know Sinzel's in center. And you got Irvin and Van Meter in right. Plus you have uh, Derek Dietrich. You know out there. You know Dietrich can play obviously anywhere. Uh, Taylor Trammell, You know he's he was mainly he was an outfielder. Uh, but Charlie Walter, who does a great job with Fox Sports Ohio, you know former colleague of mine that I had and I've done some uh, high school football with Charlie does just a phenomenal job if you are uh, if you're new to Charlie works out of Lexington right now with um, with Lexington well 18 news in uh, in Lexington he just does a phenomenal job down there and he now covers uh, basically the Reds prospects for uh, Fox Sports Ohio and he mentions uh, with the Osceola Puig gone, a name to look out for is Arstides Aquino. And, you know, at one point he was a top 10 prospect and has a major league bat. Uh, he says he's put the pieces together for a monster season in, in AAA Louisville. 300 hitter this year with 28 dingers. Uh, he was the Louisville bat's only all-star. And he says he has a cannon in right. Uh, from what I know about Aquino, he is quite the he's quite the player and that's another one right there to look out for uh in terms of coming up and i wouldn't be surprised 
if the Reds make that move in bringing uh, Puig or uh, bringing him up to kind of you know get a taste of the big leagues this year and you know kind of see what they got. But you know, great job by Charlie in, in mentioning that, and I had to uh, respond to him on that and you know tell him you know great job. That's a great name to to look out for. But you know, overall, again, this was quite the interesting. You know, this is just quite the interesting night. I again, I've never seen anything like it. It it was one that I've kind of got the same feeling about it as I did the Josh Hamilton trade. I was a massive Josh Hamilton fan. Uh, I, you know, got his jersey and everything like that, and the dudes dealt. You know, later on, I, I kind of felt that way about. Uh, you know, about Griffey and Dunn being dealt as well. You know, I just, I hated it. Um, obviously, I, I do, I understand. Now, if the Reds are, you know, if, you know, they, right now, they look, uh, they appear to be, you know, buyers. If you're going out there to get a, a Trevor Bauer, that kind of signals to me that you're a buyer. And, you know, with that being the case, you know, who knows what this what this team you know does moving forward? You know that's what I'm curious to see now with the trade deadline today. I, I'm 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 interested to see exactly what happens. You know it's gonna be you know there's gonna be some more names that are gonna be on the move for the Cincinnati Reds uh, today. Um, Tanner Roark probably didn't help himself as much as you know the Reds had hoped as he got shelled yesterday. Uh, didn't pitch very well. You know, obviously the the trade rumors could have you know certainly played a part in that, um, but you know it's going to weigh on everyone's mind until until the deadline's over. You know, every player is going to think about it. It's it's human nature. You know, you hear your name pop up. Obviously, you're going to be thinking about it, and that's you know that's exactly what the uh, you know what the situation was, and uh, you know at least in my eyes, I think that's what it was for Tanner Roark. But uh, Roark is one I believe is going to be on the move. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if the Reds do deal a, a position player. Uh, again, I've you know you keep hearing Scooter's name uh, banning about, but I, I, that one I, I don't. I think right now this is a tough one because of what the Reds have done this year. Uh, they did a great job of you know of, of getting a good group of guys in, and you obviously you don't want to mess with that. Uh, obviously, the guys are going to be, you know, they're going to be kind of bummed out that that wild horse is gone. Uh, but here's the thing, though, you know, hopefully, I, I obviously, I'm the etern- eternal optimist in, in this case here when it comes to this. But you know, obviously, Puig being a free agent coming up at the end of the year, you know, if I'm the Cincinnati Reds, you know, I would, I'd make one hell of a play to bring him back here to Cincinnati. I, I truly would. I think what he offers this club. I think is he offers a lot, and you know I I just I think you know the benefits are there in terms of what he brings and what you know what it's to me like I said I think it's I think it's totally worth taking a serious look at bringing him back and I think he would come back. Uh, you know his his comments post game last night were certainly you know they were it was heartfelt. He was you could tell he was he was bummed. And it was it was bumming me out watching it. I, I believe I mentioned it on Twitter, you know, seeing that. But um, again, it, it just you know quite the interesting night at, at Great American Ballpark last night, uh, you know. But it, it does it stems, it, you know, 
this stems down to Major League Baseball has to they have to corral the the Pittsburgh Pirates. Something has to be done in terms of what how the Pirates handle, you know, how they handle that. And uh, you know, with the rubber match being today, uh, Major League Baseball's got to crack down, you know, ASAP because obviously tensions, you know, tensions were they were high last night and you know, when guys are striking out and chirping, you know, players back, uh, when it looks like one team has completely moved on and, you know, one team just continues to take matters in their own hands and, and throw fastballs at other players' heads, that's, there's no, like I said, there's no place in, in the game for that. There, there's just not. It's not a, this isn't the 19, you know, 50s and 60s anymore. It's just not. You know, if you want to hit a guy, by all means, if you want to take in your own, you know, take in your own hands, plunk a guy, make him wear it, you know, make him wear it in the leg or the butt. Like, that's, you know, not at his head. Like, that's just, that is where we have a problem in terms of, you know, the Pirates. They are incredibly wrong there. And that, like I said, there's no excuse for that. And there's no need for that, you know, to ever take place in this game. These guys know what they're doing. And they throw a hell of a lot harder now than what they did in the past. A 98-mile-an-hour fastball to some guy's head is not, you know, that is absolutely uncalled for. Again, if you want to plunk a guy, by all means, make him wear it in the ass. That's just that's what you do, not by making him wear it in the head and potentially seriously injuring or even, you know, you know, obviously you're looking at ending the guy's career. There's no need for that. Uh, the Pittsburgh Pirates, you guys are you're a better organization than that. Do something and make it make it better. Make it right. That's what you have to do. And stop this garbage. Plain and simple. Uh, but other than that, you know, it's been yeah, it was it was quite the interesting evening at Great American again. Like I said, I, I still can't get over it. I'll be watching that video all night <laughs> or all, all day today. And you know it Again, um, you know, with Wild Horse being dealt, you know, if the Reds are able to, you know, see what, what seeing what they are able to do, uh, it'd be interesting. Um, you know, Trevor Bauer, obviously being under team control for next season is crucial. I think um, you know, had, adding him to the to the rotation is going to, you know, immensely help. Uh, it's going to be. It's going to be nice to see. I think he's going to add a lot to this Reds rotation. Um, adding another all-star, you know, is uh, it's always something that if you can do, you know, you, you take control of it and uh, or you take advantage of it. And, and that's what I, I look forward to the Reds and seeing what they do with that. Uh, but overall, uh, that is going to wrap up this 25th episode of the Chris Asbrock Show. As always, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Uh, I am looking at firing up the blog once, you know, my site once again here. Obviously, my, I'm going to be, you know, the majority of my stuff is going to be at Cincinnati Soccer Talk covering FC Cincinnati uh, for the rest of this season, obviously moving forward uh, as they head into 2020. I'm, you know, obviously that's, you know, that's, you know, my commitment there uh, with CST. Uh, so I'll be any soccer talk you're going to be looking at is going to go over to, uh, to CST. So make sure you check that out. Uh, I'm looking to fire, like I said, I'm looking to fire up the website again, you know, to cover high school football 
and uh, the Cincinnati Bengals. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna fire up the videos, the YouTube videos this year, and you know, and, and covering the, you know, and covering the the Cincinnati Reds. Uh, I you know, in their playoff push. This, so that's what I'm looking at. You know, doing obviously I'm not going to go all out like I had earlier uh, last year, and really. But you will see regular content coming out on uh, feeltheimpactsports.com, as I will be, like I said, I'll be putting out uh, regular content there, but uh, the majority of my stuff will be with Cincinnati Soccer Talk and, you know, and covering FC Cincinnati. So, uh, again, as always, thank you guys so much for your support and listening, and make sure you check out, uh, I saw, you can check me out on Twitter, at I am Chris Asbrock. Please reach out. Uh, check out Cincinnati Soccer Talk. For anything FC Cincinnati related, obviously we do a great job over there. Uh, top-notch stuff uh, put out by by our crew over there. So um, make sure you check that out. And obviously for anything else, check out uh, feeltheimpactsports.com. And other than that, again, thank you guys so much. I, I can't say it enough. Uh, your guys' support and, and, and listening to the, the podcast and then you know watching my videos on YouTube. Um, Bengals post game videos, reactions, and that it, it means a lot. Uh, certainly drives me to continue to you know to put out the content. So again, I can't thank you guys enough for that. It truly means a lot. And as always, uh, you know, please reach out to me. Uh, let me know your thoughts and everything like that, and we will go from there. So have yourselves a fantastic rest of your day. Yeah, enjoy the trade deadline. Preseason football's upon us. Uh, tomorrow night we got the Denver Broncos. Well, the Hall of Fame game on Thursday night. It's the Denver Broncos uh, taking on the Atlanta Falcons from uh, from Canton, Ohio. So, again, guys, thank you so much and have a great day.